0: The Coaching Show is brought to you by oh. Accomplishment Coaching, home of the World's Finest Coach Training Program. Here is Christopher McCall's Master Certified Coach. How much do I love that? I love that so much. We're, we're back on the show. I don't know if you, no, if you knew. She's <laughs> hanging out. Professional podcasting people, don't try this at home. Oh, okay, go ahead and try it. We don't care. Um, all right, so first I'm of sure. all, you, do you know whose voice that is?
1: That is a little girl's voice.
0: That is a little girl's voice. That's my little girl's voice. And uh, do you know where I'm going to be tomorrow at this time?
1: No. Tell us where you're going to be. I'm going to be on
0: an airplane with her. Every uh, year I take my boy someplace and I take my girl someplace. And she chose Hawaii. So we're on our way to Hawaii tomorrow. Are you so excited for me?
1: I am very excited. What island?
0: That looks like envy.
1: I, it's b- yes. Okay. I want to go. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> All right. You can come. Um as a babysitter, don't get any ideas. I'm not adopting you.
1: <laughs> I'll babysitter. She's great.
0: Yeah, she is. And if you give her electronics, you don't. There's no. We'll work read to books together. We'll do like a book club on the beach. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Except some of your books, I don't think she could. Yeah, she's as young. long
1: as she's in the self-help books, they're great. Oh, we're good. <laughs> All right.
0: Um, do we? I need a need a sign from the great heavens about where our guest is. No. Yes. Yes. Oh, very good. Look at that. You didn't believe me. Anything you want people to know about you before we introduce our next guest? <laughs> I, can't, I can't help it. This is Sometimes I don't get the signs.
1: It's okay. Uh, uh, yeah, so I'm an empowerment coach, and I love working with women who are so business-oriented. They may have forgotten their heart along the way and may have forgotten their purpose and way in which they're operating from. So I love bringing that back in and recharging them and getting them empowered to bring both heart and power back into their business and their world.
0: All right. Um, and we can find you where?
1: Empoweringwomen.coach. That's
0: right. And you can find me at com or the thecoachingshow.com uh, or soon, and I think it's almost going to launch, right? It's next week or something? Mm-hmm. Accomplishmentmedia.com. It's going to so be a soft fun. launch, so don't don't scream at us if everything doesn't work, but it's going <laughs> to be amazing. All right. Uh, so we talked, we promised a program about purpose, and our next guest is um, an extraordinary author, speaker, and executive coach. Uh The latest book is Radical Brilliance, The Anatomy of How and Why People Have Original Ideas Which Change the World. Very, very delighted to be with Arjuna Ardagh, and I'm sure I've massacred that name, so we'll find out uh, in just a moment from him what what the actual pronunciation is of that. Please welcome to our microphones, Arjuna, is that correct?
2: You're doing just fine. You're in the ballpark. In the ballpark, (laughs) (laughs) excellent.
0: (laughs) you uh please please pronounce it correctly so that we and everyone can from oh, the oh.
2: you got the arjuna part right just the the, the second name it's arda it's like oh. harder without the h
0: oh i'm so sorry oh, yeah. thank you so much No, it's no problem. that's it's one weird. of those that's it i've a...
2: heard i've heard it massacred way worse than that as a so... if i feel you yeah all right yeah, I, I yeah go ahead yeah. The, the
0: website is radicalbrilliance.com and yeah. this is your latest book. please tell us the the foundation of the book and uh, man, you've interviewed such extraordinary people. I'm excited to talk to you about all of them.
2: Ah, all of them <laughs> ready go we're, g- we're, we're <laughs> no, gonna need a few days scheduled in, for that yeah indeed. well, uh, the book is really you know the, the the book is born out of a question that came to me actually after a car accident I I had a really intense car accident. The kind of car accident where really logically one should have died, because it was you know the car was completely just crumpled like a crumpled piece of paper. But miraculously, I didn't have any broken bones. I just had this this experience that people talk about of you know um, what do they call that? Post traumatic stress, right? Which I'd heard about but had never experienced. So I was just like frozen, you know, for like three months. I just I couldn't really function. And it was actually it turned out to be a blessing because in that frozen state, I really got to contemplate some of life's deep questions, mm-hmm. you know, like why, why are we here? What's the meaning of it all? What's the purpose? You know? And during that time of really retreat from the world, I got to do some reverse engineering on, you know, because w- w- what is this thing? And you know, we've got the self, w- w- you, you were just talking with your friend about, about self-help, you know, so we all read self-help books. It's a huge industry. Self-help industry is like, I don't know. 12 billion dollars or whatever huge industry so why do we do this other other mammals don't do this you know mm-hmm. there's there's uh, 2.3 million animals or species on the planet as far as we know we're the only ones who involve ourselves in self-help you know, mm-hmm. i don't think i don't think penguins you know aspire to be better penguins or, i've known or, a couple you know. <laughs> right yeah in your workshops right you've had some, some yeah, peng- <laughs> penguin clients in your post- indeed practice. Yeah. So why do we do this? And, and I think it's because we have this kind of itch. You know, we, we have an, a, an itch that wants to be scratched. Like, what is it that's going to make life OK? What is it that's going to make my life meaningful and deep and purposeful? What is it that's going to be allow me to relax this craving for meaning? And of course, we, we try and fill that in all sorts of ways. We try and fill that with making more money, with having the perfect relationship, with having perfect health. But, but none of that actually really, if you look at it, objectively none of that really seems to work you know you can get a lot of money you can still be frustrated you could you can think you've got the perfect relationship and that and it can all be going great but there's still something missing so I, I interviewed a lot of people to find out when someone is really deeply fulfilled when someone is truly so deeply fulfilled they just wake up with gratitude every day and and just laughing at how good their life is what is the magic key and to cut a long story short, the, you know, the answer really has to do with finding a unique form of contribution, that mm. when, when you find the way that you can contribute to something bigger than yourself that's unique, that's not imitative, that's really coming uniquely through you, that actually is what causes that itch to relax, and you can feel, ah, you know, I can die at peace now whenever, whenever I'm called and my life was lived well. And that is also what I mean by radical brilliance is, is you're using your life to become like an instrument of unique contribution that, that uplifts the game for everybody.
0: Well, it's an extraordinary book, and it's based on not you sitting around with a couple of people. You interviewed over four hundred and twenty people—extraordinary, yeah. brilliant, influential people—and you mm. talk about uh, about everything from you know purpose and and sex and meditation and friendships. One of my uh, favorites, of course, is uh, you had a delightful conversation with the great and powerful Oz Leonard Cohen of all yeah. people. How did you get to know
2: him, and and will you share us uh, with us some of the brilliance you got th- from him? Yeah, sure. Right. Well, Leonard Cohen is actually a really good example of the brilliant cycle, maybe, maybe we can talk about the brilliant cycle in a moment. The mm. four, the four quadrants, which when they coexist, create brilliance. And Leonard Cohen was actually a poster boy, in a way, uh, for this, because he did live all four quadrants really fully. And of course, you know, his music was unlike anybody else. He, he, he doesn't. You can't. You can hardly put Leonard Cohen into a genre. You know, mm-hmm. his, his music is, is uniquely Leonard Cohen. It sounds like nobody else. Uh, and that's you know that's an example of of radical brilliance of somebody just just being completely being themselves and making a unique contribution. The way that I got to know him was I wrote a book a long time ago now, was, gosh, I don't know how long, um, came out two thousand five called called Translucent Revolution. Mm-hmm. And, bestseller, uh, it a,
0: right?
2: Yeah, that was a that was a that was a number one bestseller back in two thousand five. So I wanted to I had a chapter in the book called Translucent Art, which is about you know about. When, when an artist is really um, allowing inspiration to come through through them, and I wanted to interview Leonard, uh, but he had a very uh, very uh, protective uh, manager called Kelly Lynch, who just would not anyone let anyone near him. So I would, you know, I would reach out and try and organize this interview, and she always had a different reason why I couldn't talk to him. <laughs> so I, you know, okay, that was just how that was. And finally, after I'd given up, really. I got this email from a new assistant called Kateri, and she was super friendly. Like, yeah, he'd love to talk to you. Come yeah. down anytime, you know, and just she just set it all up. But she was, it was amazing. She was emailing me at like two in the morning, she would send an email, hmm. or, you know, eight o'clock on a Sunday morning. It just seemed like, and, and, and then I would email her back and she would email again immediately. So it's like we were having a live conversation, it's like live chat, you know. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know, so this woman was super friendly. And to be honest with you, I'm ashamed to say it on your show, but I got a little flirty with her. You know, mm-hmm. we, we got we got to be a little kind of, you know, I got a little a little kind of personal with her, you know, like for so a we married were fl- man. Oh my goodness! For mm. a married man, and she was probably a married woman for all I knew. But we it was just we we got so kind of friendly that it became a little flirty. Anyway, so finally I went down to meet Leonard Cohen, and it was amazing. We had an incredible, very we had sp- spent the whole afternoon talking about his work and it was yeah it was incredible he was and he was very forthcoming about how how this particular album that i was writing about uh, 10 new songs how mm-hmm. that came to be mm-hmm. finally he gave me a tour of his apartment he lived in this tiny apartment you could you could have swung a cat in there and hit all the walls and you know, it was <laughs> really a small place people at home we, don't swing your cat go yeah. ahead okay okay <laughs> it's, it's, it's a british expression <laughs> anyway he gave me this tour of the place. And, you know, and he opened a door and he said, this is the office. And the office was, you know, it had those it had those tables you can buy at Kmart that are kind of plastic with with legs (laughs) that fold down, you know, uh, like a picnic sort of folding picnic table with boxes stacked on top. This is the office. I said, that's the office. I said, where does Kateri work? He said, ah, he said, Kateri. Let me introduce you to Kateri. So now my heart started to yeah, race a little bit. Oh my Kateri, God, I was going to meet this woman doing? I've been flirting with. You know. Mm-hmm. So he took me into the kitchen, and he opened this cupboard above the sink, and and high up on this on this on a ledge was this little statue of a Native American woman. And he said that is Kateri. And and I looked up and I and then I, I looked at the ground and I flushed because I realised he he then he explained to me you know that 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 his his previous manager Kelly Lynch had actually defrauded him for millions of dollars. Oh no. Uh, he had no money left and so instead he didn't he couldn't afford a new manager so he just made up this name Kateri <laughs> and he was actually emailing using this name Kateri. So in Amazing. In, 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 a, in a really em, peak moment of embarrassment I realized I had actually been flirting with none other than Leonard Cohen himself. <laughs> and and that will be the title of the next book. I flirted with Leonard Cohen. <laughs> right. <I> was, yeah. <laughs> right.
0: Brilliant. All right. Um, let's uh, you wanna you wanna get into the cycle now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Sure. Tell us sure. all about it. Different
2: yeah. Bit. Well the, the the cycle really explains um why how and why some people have incredible contributions, you know, like Albert Einstein, Steve Jobs, um, Barbara Marx Hubbard, you know, Jane Goodall. Why do some people see things in a completely new way and change the game for everybody, uh, when, whereas many people live lives of quiet imitation? And the, the, the answer that I was able to reverse engineer, it's actually not one thing the opposite it's actually the coexistence of things which which appear to be completely c- contrary to each other in the same way you know good health you would not say that good health i mean you could say good health is about regular elimination right you need to go to the bathroom every day to have good health mm-hmm. but it's also about eating well which are opposites right? right or you could say well in order to be really healthy you need a good night's sleep but you can't say good health is only about staying in bed all day. It's also about exercise, and those are opposites. You see, and you could keep going. There's many uh, opposing things which create health. And in the same way, there are opposing values which create brilliance. So I'll go through them really quickly. Right. You can think of it like a clock, okay, with 12 at the top, 3, 6, and 9. And I'm going to describe first, I'm going to describe four stations, but these are not really places that you stay they're more like stations because you're constantly moving through this cycle so at the top at 12 o'clock is what we could call moments of awakening right Mm. so that's moments where you transcend your mind you could have that through kind of spirituality through meditation but equally you you get your your mind gets blown when you have great sex or when you you know when you do um not the way i do it Oh, okay, well. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: Moving on or, to three. Yes. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> too but, much but information. Too much information. Yeah, that's my, that's my favorite place to hang out. I want to hang out right there. Okay,
2: got that. What are the other pieces? Sorry, say it again. What's three? Oh, okay, so you want to get to speed up. Yeah. So three o'clock would be creative flow. That would mm. be where things are just flowing through you. Six o'clock would be... It's about accomplishment, getting things done, oh, completing like things on time, yeah. meeting deadlines. Mm-hmm. And nine o'clock is actually about humility. It's, a, it's about the, So the journey between six and nine is about learning from your mistakes. So when these four things coexist, awakening, creative flow, accomplishment, and humility, when, they, when these things coexist that appear to be opposites, the result is natural brilliance.
0: Mm, man, I love that. Of course, uh, on my cycle, there's no nine. I'm kidding. All right. uh, Right, right, That's an extraordinary, and this is from your interviews you came up with this, or did you have it, and then you sort of went and got the data to prove it?
2: Yeah, it's a great question. You know, my father, uh, among many other things, he taught me how to do jigsaw puzzles, Mm. you know? And he told me the way the way the, the way that a real the way that a real man does a jigsaw puzzle mm. is you don't look at the picture, right? You, you you manage to avoid looking at the picture. You just spill all the pieces out, you spread them out, you hide the box, and then you look for pieces that are similar, and they you, you make little you make little islands of, of 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 picture, and slowly you put it all together. So you never really find out what the jigsaw puzzle is a picture of wow. until you're finished. And that was really how this book happened, you know, that just laying there in the dark, having my post-traumatic stress, just little pockets of insight came together. And the whole cycle only really revealed itself after some time that each of these, each of these areas started to kind of dance together. And then it, so it was revealed to me more than anything that I, that I cognitively thought through
0: that's amazing and thank you for doing that work and thanks for having that trust uh, (laughs) you know that this was going to turn into something because so often we start
2: with you know oh i'll find the best whatever Mm -hmm. yeah well you know something that's interesting about this is it's not i mean i described four stations but the cycle is really constantly about movement Mm. so there's a movement from 12 to three which is the movement from this very fine impulse that you, you know, when you're very still and quiet, you can sometimes just, there's a very faint perfume or a very faint tremor of, of creative uh, creative movement. And it builds from 12 to 3. If you pay attention to it, it gets stronger. So at 3 o'clock, you're in flow. And equally from 3 to 6, it's the movement from intention. Intention is a kind of creative act, but it's a creative act projected into the future. So the movement mm. from 3 to 6 is the movement from intention accomplishment and that's another movement which requires different brain chemistry uh different completely different psychological state i mean these these are like you know it's like it's like being on a different planet each of Mm -hmm. these movements and the movement from six to nine is really interesting because when you accomplish things at six however great you did you're there's always a match an, an element of choice involved you have to choose between this and that it's what gregory bateson called the double bind So, when you're choosing between things to make responsible decisions, there's always an element of regret about what you left behind. And that means that right after six o'clock, when you've accomplished things, there's always some element of regret, which even can become shame, remorse, guilt. And these feelings, you know, they're toxic feelings if you get stuck in them, but they're very useful feelings for learning because when you feel like, oh, you know, oh, I made a mistake. Oh, if you really feel that, it takes you through a process of learning and self-examination and brings you to humility at nine o'clock, where you realize I'm just a I'm a limited person. And it's only in humility you can be open to something bigger than your mind. And then the movement from nine to twelve is the movement from humility to awakening. And that's you need humility to be able to realize your mind is not everything, that there's something bigger than your mind that you can draw upon. And that's what leads to the curiosity about. You know about meditation or about prayer or a curiosity about something beyond what your mind is confident in
1: i love that so if you don't want to get the book go get the book now radical brilliance and you have a website that accompanies the book so there's 108 Mm. practices that you've acquired um what would you say or have people do to adopt one of these practices tomorrow to enhance their brilliance
2: hmm well, I think if you just had to choose one practice, you know, I mean, the whole point about the, about this this cycle is that different practices help you move through different parts of the cycle, so it's not like a one-size-fits-all, but the, the one practice that is, if you had to do one thing, the most useful thing that I've recognized in enhancing brilliance is no thing, right? So the, the one most useful thing is no thing, which is actually to have a part of your day where you are literally not doing anything which means Mm. basically sitting you know Uh, and i like to call it sitting rather than meditation because as soon as you say meditation it sounds like something you have to do and something you have to get good at but sitting simply means that you put you you sit your body down on a chair or on a cushion and you just sit and don't do anything and when you sit and don't do anything i even like to wear a blindfold or a sleep mask so even closing my eyes doesn't become a thing i have to do And if you just sit and just allow things to be as they are, which might mean there's a lot of agitation and nervousness. It might mean there's deep peace, but really to have an attitude, it doesn't matter. In that sitting, you get a little bit of distance from what people call the monkey mind. You get a little distance from the mind that won't stop. And in that distance, even though it may be uncomfortable, there is actually space for something beyond the known to enter your awareness there's some there's space for something that's not within your mind to reveal itself and that's really the seed of brilliance you know is being open to something outside of what you think you know
0: it's beautiful i i want to get so much i want to get as much as we can in here and i know that in your conversations you've come up with some other practices uh things like getting up insanely early and also um uh nutritional supplements what are some of the practices that you've adopted out of these um out of these interviews,
2: well, I've probably adopted everything. You know, wow. I mean, I'm I'm very practice personally. I'm very practice oriented because I find you know, I, I, I kind of enjoy discipline in a certain way. I enjoy putting my mind-body organism along certain tracks, so that by disciplining the by disciplining yourself in in certain ways, it actually it kind of it it sort of. Um, restrains the impulsiveness of just random thoughts and feelings and stuff. And, and by putting the body and the mind into a kind of disciplined state, there's much more possibility for something unknown to emerge. So, yeah, you mentioned getting up early. I mean, that's, that's by in interviewing 420 people, one thing that, was, that really revealed itself is just about nobody that I interviewed who was really brilliant had conventional sleep patterns. People were either getting up really early in the morning or staying up late really late at night because you need to somehow be awake at a time when things are still. You know, if, in the middle of the day when everything's really busy, you're more likely to just fall in tune with business as usual. So actually, you know, we, we say insanely early, getting up insanely early, but it's only insane for the last 100 years. You know, if you, go back, if you go back 100 years, believe it or not, it was 1920, so less than 100 years ago when electricity was interest, introduced into um, domestic dwellings. Uh, anything beyond 100 years ago, people were trying to get by on candles and or hurricane lamps or something. And there's mm-hmm. not much you can do after dark with a candle. You're pretty restricted in what, what you can do. So what it means is our ancestors, I mean, and Homo sapiens, the kind of monkey that we are, is about two hundred and sixty thousand years is what we know Homo sapiens has existed. So out of those two hundred and sixty thousand years, all but a hundred of those years were lived in in um in ba- in in, in, in and har- yeah. right. harmony with natural rhythms. You know, so it means and still indigenous people live this way, you know, it means basically doing all your eating while it's still light once the Sun goes down maybe you can sit around a fire for a little bit but then you're going to go to sleep soon after the Sun goes down and if you go to sleep soon after the Sun goes down you're naturally going to wake up before the dawn and if you wake up before the dawn you've got that time to to kind of get ready so when the Sun comes up and all of the other animals are waking up you know if you notice the birds they sing most strongly just before the dawn if you can be fully awake and ready that's the time when creative impulses can really enter you and it's 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 kind of it's it's an incredibly powerful thing i i I do all my meditation and and qi kung and everything in the in darkness before the sun comes up so when the sun rises i'm ready and that's when i can write a really good blog post or you know make Mm. a good video that's that's when i have original ideas that are not imitative
0: well, it's, it's fascinating talking to you, and the book is fascinating. It's Radical Brilliance. You can find out more by going to the website, RadicalBrilliance.com, or find out everything Arjuna is up to, including his uh, um, amazing books and all these interviews and all the practices, uh, by going to Arjuna Arda, and that's spelled A-R-J-U-N-A, a R D A G H. That's A R G A U N A A R D A G H, dot Arjuna, uh, we've got I don't know about a minute left. Is there something okay. that you'd like to leave us with today? Leave us in several thousands sure. of
2: coaches. Well, I think you know one one insight we didn't really come to, which I think is worth mentioning, is that. The, 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 the brilliant cycle it really helps us see that we are all naturally brilliant you know like when you were a, when you were a small child you were naturally playful you didn 't have to do anything about it and then it gets drummed out of you in the same way we are all naturally brilliant it 's just conditioning that causes the brilliance to be shut down so you can see this cycle not just as a way to cultivate brilliance you can also see the cycle as a way to allow the brilliance that's naturally within you to flow so the cycle becomes a map to see where you're blocked and then you can use practices to get unblocked again so that so that who you who you really are and the gift you were really born to give in the world can just flow naturally and effortlessly on its own excellent
0: radical brilliance wherever fine books are sold or go immediately to radicalbrilliance.com. Arjuna, thank you so much for being with us. You are I a fascinating pleasure. human being, and it's delightful uh-huh. to talk to you. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks a lot, man. Thank you. Bye-bye. Uh,
0: bye. Well, Clarice, that's another edition of the coaching show behind us. What would you learn today?
1: So much. I This stuff lights me up. It's right? It's amazing. The, the
0: cycle was amazing.
1: It's so good. And I just love the like toggling between the four. Like This last piece was such the gem. It like was the bow right. on top of it all. So
0: we're go- totally, we're going to get up early tomorrow.
1: I normally get up at 6.
0: Yeah, I'll text you around 4 a.m. Okay, good. Um, that's another edition of The Coaching Show, folks. Um, each week, bringing you the greatest minds in professional coaching as well as people who are just plain brilliant and interesting. Go out and get the book, Radical Brilliance, or check it out at RadicalBrilliance.com. Also, you can um, uh, find out more about the work of Bethany Andell by going to savagebrands.com or checking her out on Twitter and LinkedIn. And, of course, me. I'm Christopher McAuliffe, Master Certified Coach. That's Clarice. Say hi, Clarice. Hello. <laughs> you can find her at empower... You have to say
1: Empoweringwomen.coach.
0: Uh, Empoweringwomen, plural, dot .coach, singular. This has been The Coaching Show. We'll talk to you next week. The Coaching Show is brought to you by Accomplishment Coaching, home of the World's Finest Coach Training Program. That's all for today's edition. We will talk to you next week.